The following PTJ podcast is the 2009 APTA Presidential Address, delivered by APTA President Dr. R. Scott Ward at the opening ceremonies of PT 2009, the annual conference and exposition of the American Physical Therapy Association, on June 10, 2009, in Baltimore, Maryland. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the Chief Executive Officer of the American Physical Therapy Association, Mr. John Barnes. It is my pleasure to introduce the president of the American Physical Therapy Association, Dr. Scott Ward. In addition to serving as the president of APTA, Scott serves as chair of the Department of Physical Therapy in the College of Health at the University of Utah. He treats patients in the university clinic and is a national, nationally recognized expert on patients with burns. Scott teaches, whether with physical therapist students in the classroom or mentoring them in the clinic. And Scott is a researcher, pursuing research and preparing articles for research journals. Along with his wife, Dr. Diane Ward, Scott has three beautiful daughters, Kristen, Sarah, and Mary. And in his spare time, well, he doesn't really have spare time, but on occasion, he sneaks in some skiing, some fly fishing, and some rooting for the University of Utah football team, for the Utah Jazz basketball team, and for some baseball team in Boston whose name I can't recall at the moment. I have seen Scott's work as APTA president up close, and I have seen his commitment to you, the physical therapy profession, and to the APTA. It is my honor to introduce to you your president, Dr. Scott Ward. That moment changed my life. It was then up to me to define whether that change would be positive or negative. I was not sure if I would survive, let alone did I think I had much of a future. Around 20 years ago, an icon of mine, a patient, was burned in an industrial explosion. And these were some of the thoughts he commonly expressed to me. His survival of a mainly full thickness, 68% body surface area burn, was remarkable. For months, we worked hard together to help him overcome the several physical impairments he faced. Acute and ongoing mobility and strength deficits were paramount. Loss of distal digits on both hands and changes in his cosmetic appearance added both physical and psychological challenges to his recovery. Along the course of our work together, he declared something very simple and very consequential to me that shaped the work I have done since then as a physical therapist. He said, 
Thanks for helping me see my possibilities. Now, I was humbled by his comment that he would assume it was me that was showing him what was possible for him. I had worked with this patient and watched as he fought to recover when others might simply fight against being revived. I had worked with him while he fought his fears with his own powerful doses of ever-increasing determination. As we worked together to achieve milestones in his performance from the simplest routine of activities of daily living to then progressing to directed tasks of some level for his goal of returning to work, I was grateful that after returning to his home and some light-duty work, he continued to share with me his ongoing progress as he navigated his way through additional schooling and later to more substantial return to work. He now continues his employment as a safety advisor and industrial counselor at the very industry where he was injured. He's a devoted father who has spent many hours of his personal time over the years at soccer and baseball games, school assemblies and graduations, and at family gatherings and vacations. He has volunteered as a counselor for summer burn camps for children and river trips for adults who have survived burn injury. He says he volunteers for his own therapy, but I think I know it has been more his own selfless motivation. I am honored that he felt I saw possibilities for him, and I am awed at how he saw even more possibilities for himself. With all the differences in our professional lives in physical therapy, we have this one thing in common. The essence of our profession is focused on seeing possibilities and helping those we work with to do the same. We spend our days, whether they are in the clinic, the classroom, the laboratory, or elsewhere, such as in our management or counseling roles, either identifying potential or helping others see their own potential. We are continuously engaged in divining ways to help those with whom we work to achieve more than what they thought might be conceivable. At times, it is hard to believe how fortunate we are to be in the profession we find ourselves. Our capacity to influence others at vulnerable moments has the potential to change lives for the better and to offer practical hope to those with whom we interact. With this capacity to help influence people's potential comes clear responsibility as well. That responsibility is to honor possibilities, not to prejudicially limit them. Sometimes present-day society works to convince us that there are conspiracies and forces that will encourage us to narrow our thinking about possibility. We are, time and again, exposed to any number of pundits, declarations of their personal perceptions, even their precision of view, of the black and white of every issue. These pundits further believe that their viewpoint 
is always the right one. We need to be careful to avoid the dangerous effects of assuming someone else's, or worse yet, our own omniscience. People talk about complex issues sometimes as if they are simple, and the solutions are obvious. Of course, again, those who simplify the issues are clear that their resolution is the right one and cannot understand why others have such trouble comprehending their magic. This kind of dogmatism is a common theme on extreme sides of any issue. The unfortunate casualty here is that civil discourse is often not considered as a part of this, of this kind in any conversational equation. We must always be on the alert for collegial conversational ground and ways that we can contribute to meaningful dialogue. A current issue of impressive importance to each of us and our society is the struggle to restructure the delivery of our own country's health care system. This challenge has prompted extremists to peddle their proposed system as simple and to develop it's simple to make and they could do it better than anybody else and then if it doesn't work it's somebody else's fault that nothing is being done to implement their wisdom. With this as with many of our professional issues, we should be part of careful thinking and rational debate that seeks to include several options. In the case of health care reform, we must rise above the dogma and actively seek being a part of sensible solutions to treat the sickness in the system. We must see the possibilities. Issues with the reform of our health care delivery system include availability and access to care, cost of care, promotion of health and prevention, and returning a sense of community to health care in lieu of its current sense of corporatization. Our challenge, as health care delivery is revised, is to make sure that our patients and clients have and know they have direct access to our important services. Our patients and clients should be ensured by law that when they receive physical therapy care, it is not a generic service, but one that will be delivered by conscientious, well-prepared, licensed physical therapists and physical therapist assistants. We offer cost-effective access to and delivery of care. We promote health through the clinical prescription of directed, goal-oriented activity, exercise, and engagement in society. We provide broad prevention efforts throughout the care spectrum from primary through tertiary prevention. We offer a very real sense of community in our care because we connect. We connect directly with our patients and clients by the use of our hands as well as technology. 
and through the use of our minds by delivering our services with evidence-based clinical decision-making. In physical therapy, we contribute great possibilities to healthcare reform. APTA is a part of the current discourse on healthcare reform. We are a part of the ongoing conversation. We will rise above the dogma and participate in the resolution, which is likely to be incremental and may at times even appear experimental. Because of that likelihood, we will remain diligently and intelligently engaged in the ongoing discussion of what healthcare delivery is today and what it will become, knowing that a specific endpoint at this moment is hard to predict. We also must realize that there is more for us to discover, and the possibilities for improving our care are exciting. For example, although the survival of the patient I referred to earlier was remarkable, it was not as astounding at that time in burn care as it might have been 20 years earlier. Clearly, his chances of survival were better in the 1980s than they would have been in the 1960s. And his chances of survival today would be even greater than they would have been in the 1980s, thanks to many advances in knowledge and practice that we have seen in patient care in burns over 40 years. In the 1960s, it is likely that this patient would have been in static splints and in his bed for days or even weeks following his injury. 20 years ago, our physical therapy care included limited use of static splints and required that he be an active participant in his rehabilitation. Today, the level of his, of his involvement in rehabilitation in our burn center is even greater and more focused than it was 20 years ago. Potential for ongoing improvements in the care of any of our patients is ever-present. And although the negative pull of society might be great, we must resist it. Society is looking for a profession just like ours. We must, thank you. We must do what we have always done well in this profession, and that is to instill in those we serve a pragmatic and very real hope. Without knowing it, Woodrow Wilson provided us with an admirable way to guide the profession of physical therapy when he said, We are here to enrich the world, and we impoverish ourselves and others if we forget this errand. In a world that often focuses on limiting possibilities, we should remember our daily opportunities to focus on the positive potential for those with whom we have the great fortune to work. Cherish your unique promise of helping others see their possibilities. You and those you work with, your patients and clients, and your colleagues deserve nothing less, and we will all be the better for it. Thank you.